Cedar Fair attendance results are up. I've got a trip I'm going on very damn soon. This is Coffee with Coaster, bro. I got my new mug. Here we go. Coaster Bros. I've got my new time traveler mug. Oh my gosh, my time traveler mug. Went to Silver Dollar City a couple weeks ago. And uh, this is probably one of my new favorite mugs. I had a couple of time tra traveler mugs that I was like going back and forth on which one I wanted. And I decided to go with this classic gear look. The other one, uh, when it got like heat activated. The gears would show up and disappear. I didn't need that. It was too wide. It was too big of a cup. So I went with this one. This is still a huge cup, by the way. Like the size of my hand big. All right. I got some coaster news to go about. We'll have the scrambler of the month. Q&A. Got a dad joke to end it up. So welcome back. Coffee with Coast, bro. Good to be here. All right. First bit of news. Sierra Sidewinder. The Zamperla Spinning Wild Mouse opened at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. Hello, in the loop, Drew. Good to see you. Give you a wave. And for some reason, Six Flags actually themed this coaster, and it looks really good. Uh, actually, on LinkedIn, I follow like the the guy that was like the project manager of this. And a couple months ago, he was like, "I'm so excited to introduce this revolutionary roller coaster." to the world and I'm like it's a Zamperla wild mouse how could this be revolutionary <laughs> what the hell is that so but it looks good they got snakes in the queue line the the ride looks good the sign is cool and look at six flags theming up their wild mouse good for them what hat are you wearing I'm wearing my radically inclusive hat from Biddy and Bo's coffee shop so this is a um coffee shop kind of in the south it's like a southern chain now at this point that employs people with disabilities and they have awesome merchandise and awesome coffee so i actually order online from them quite a bit and uh it's a lot of fun it is radical <laughs> it's very radical i'm also wearing my hurley t-shirt um my favorite shirt in maybe 2010 my going out shirt so uh very comfortable it's now a pj shirt and um you know feel kind of douchey wearing a Hurley shirt, but this is where I am this morning. All right, more news. Kenny, at Kennywood, the kangaroo opened back up and looks good. Looks good. I think a lot of people in Pittsburgh are not as pissed with Kennywood as they have been with all of their new additions that have come in in 2022. I forgot what year we were in. Um, I think it looks good. I, I kind of wonder if the park did this on purpose just to... Just to like push it and just have something to offer, like they need to refurbish it. They pretend like they were actually taking it out, and then the fans were like, "No, we want it back," and that's why. But I don't, I don't know if I buy that story. You look like a douche in that shirt. I appreciate it. <laughs> I got warned that that comment might ban me. You can call me a douche. I won't ban you, um, unless Instagram bans you for using the word douche. Maybe I'm gonna get banned for using the word douche. Who knows? What if I'm talking about douches though? Like actual douches. I don't think that's ban worthy. All right. Arrow 360 sticking at Kennywood got stuck upside down for 10 minutes. And this is why I don't ride inverting rides that are like mechanically driven. I've actually seen like a top spin 
with one person on it at the time get stuck upside down and it scared the bejesus out of me um so like i just don't get on those inverter rides just because this is a possibility to happen now nobody was like seriously injured a couple people got first aid as like precaution because being upside down for five minutes is not good for anybody's brain i believe um (laughs) do i douche i don't generally douche now i don't generally um but yeah kenny would man can't be having your eyes get stuck upside down for five minutes and five minutes is a long time. There should be some sort of pressure release valve where you just go back and go crank it down and it brings the ride back down if it's stuck like that. But my God, that's a scary thing. Like if I was the coaster through this and I got stuck upside down, I would be shitting my pants and then my, you know, that wouldn't be good because I'd be upside down. That'd be real bad actually. So Kennywood, let's, let's not, let's not get things stuck upside down anymore. Super Nintendo World has given their very generic announcement that it will be opening at Universal Hollywood in early 2003. So early 2003, that'll be uh, next year. Huh, early. Maybe December? Nope. Maybe January, February, March, April, May. I feel like it's got to be in those first five months to call it early 2023, right? But... Gosh darn it, a Nintendo Land opening almost makes me think I gotta get back to SoCal, and um, I don't even generally like Universal Hollywood that much, but if you're putting a Mario Land in, I don't know, even if Mario Kart isn't that great of a ride, I feel like I'd have to get back there pretty soon, so I am, I am excited for it, it will get me back to the park eventually, so good for you, Universal Hollywood, getting me excited. Cedar Fair announced that they had some um, good comparisons. Their earnings call, I guess you'd call it. I don't know. I'm not online hide here. But uh, some sort of call that they had quarterly, I guess. They announced that comparing to 2019, which was like the last normal year, and we're kind of back to normal, I guess, um, 28% increase per capita in the chain and in-park spending, and per cap, for those of you that aren't, you know, in the biz, don't understand what per cap means, that means per head, so per amount of people that come to the amusement park, and are in the park, their spending habits, gone up, 28%, that's a lot since then, my poop is over, gotta go back to work, enjoy man, thanks for timing your poops to my show, I appreciate that, I'm glad we're on the same schedule, um, but then go back to Cedar Fair, thirteen <laughs> percent um, of parks, out of park spending is up. So I think that means like hotels, maybe their online store because most Cedar Fair parks do have an online store now. I bought, I bought uh, what's the a Squishmallow from Carowinds. I got the um, the Fury Squishmallow. So I think I have something to do with that number. Um, Let's turn those earnings into some ride investment, Cedar Fair. I think that's what might happen. Because this year, that makes sense. They didn't spend any... It's wild. because they, they don't have any additions in any of their parks. Like what... I feel like there's one that I'm not thinking of. That like opened this... Yeah. Uh, the 4D spin at uh, King's Dominion. The 4D... Tumbali or Tumbly or whatever it is. That's the new one. And then all restaurants... Which restaurants, by the way, Cedar Fair, this is why I didn't buy a seat. This is why I won't be visiting any 
Cedar Fair Park this year. Maybe once at Worlds of Fun for their uh, new event, which brings me in. Timbili. Yes, that's the only one. Um, So it is kind of interesting to see that compared to 2019, how much, but people are just, they're cooped up. They want to get out. They want to go to rides. They want to go ride things. Safe to travel again. So good for them. Um, Pass sales are up 24%, (laughs) which is insane to me because looking at 2020 into, you know, 2022, I felt robbed that I got a season pass for those two years. And one of the years was free. Like the product was so bad. And to see it jump up since 2019 is wild to me. Because I didn't get a season pass. Hmm. Maybe I'll get one next year though. Depends on what Worlds of Fun gets. It does. It does depend on what that new ride is. So to Brett. Alright, and then a 4% attendance increase. And that's with 14 less days on the calendar. Because Cedar Fair, they have kind of shrunk in their schedule for a lot of their parks. Uh, Worlds of Fun opens a whole two weeks later. Slash... They also are going to be closing way earlier this year. But anyway, it's interesting to see Cedar Fair is doing so well. Good for them, I guess. Um, you know, if I, if I see some investments in their parks next year that are not chicken fingers, you know, I might be going back to Cedar Fair parks. I might be. All right. There was a huge rumor, a huge, I guess, spill from an actress's mouth that uh, Princess and the Frog, the actor, the voice actress from that, in an interview said that 2024 will be the year for the Princess and the Frog overlay to hit Disneyland. Which, by the way, you're probably getting fined for that one. Hey, you're probably getting fined for that one. Probably shouldn't have said that one out loud. But if it's true, you know, it's four years later from the announcement. That's about Disney timeline, I think. Um, I'm freaking excited for it. I, I don't know why people are so, like, holding on to the theme of freaking Splash Mountain. That should Splash Mountain never should have been built. Like I'm excited to see Princess and the Frog. I think there's great music there. I think it's exciting to see that Princess and the Frog is going to have such a prominent ride. I think it's important. So I'm excited to see that come in. Now Disney World will be on a completely different timeline. Um, you know, in Florida they're probably dragging their feet to actually make that happen. Um, Weird since their like announcement, a lot of people are riding it more, which is kind of interesting. They feel like they got to get their last rides in. Um, it's, it's the whole thing's kind of weird. Like to announce it in 2020 and be like it's going to be a half decade away is pretty bold. It's pretty odd. But anyway, Princess and the Frog, I'm I'm pumped for it. Dollywood seatbelts have been added to their drop tower ride that is similar to the one in Orlando. Good for Dollywood. Um, going to make it to where I guess maintenance can't screw with the sensor, which is a good thing. Secondary strains, probably smart. It's like, nah, we're not, we're not taking any chances. We're going to go ahead and put a seatbelt on to make sure that it's safe. So good for them. Um, even though that ride doesn't have the swing to it, I don't believe, um, I haven't ridden it, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, shout out to Dollywood, do the right thing, put an extra strain on there. Let's make sure people are extra safe. Good move. And then SeaWorld, came out and put their teaser video out on into the internet on the YouTube machine and that basically confirmed that it is a surf coaster. I mean, we all kind of knew it. We all saw the B&M track. We all kind of assumed surf coaster. It's going to be on the water. It makes sense. Now, the concept, I'm, I have mixed emotions about it 
because obviously the stand-up roller coaster is a failure. I mean, it was a it was a little fad, but now at this point we're converting most of them to sit downs. The only two really good ones ever were Georgia Scorcher and that one at Magic Mountain. I think it's Riddler's Revenge. I don't know if it needs to come back. Even with improvements, it looks like there's some sort of hydraulic system that's going to be better on your nuts, I think is what the terminology was from, from B&M. Um, so good for them. I, I think it'll be a more comforting ride. The vest restraints. I know a lot of people hate on vest restraints because you can't move or whatever. I would much rather take a vest restraint than a headbang, like almost every time, even if it is a tighter restraint. Um, so I'm a big fan of the vest restraint. So I think this will be a good ride. And I am excited to see SeaWorld adding coasters, 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 and less animal, animal, animal. I think that's a, the right move for them. So I think this is a good addition to the park. Um, I think it's a weird move by B&M. But also, B&M doesn't really innovate much. You've got almost every type of B&M coaster in every park at this point. Almost. You know, the parks that can afford a B&M. So... To have another offering out there is going to be good for their business, I'm sure. And uh, I just don't know, as an enthusiast, I don't know that I'm excited for it. I'm excited for a new credit. I just don't like the stand-up gimmick. I really don't. I don't like the flying gimmick. I don't like the stand-up gimmick. Like, if this was just a sit-down, floorless surf coaster, I think it still works. The only stand-ups I've been on are Shockwave and Green Lantern, so not off to a good start. And honestly, the, I did ride Shockwave at King's Dominion before it left. And I thought the Togos were better than some of the B&M stand-ups. <laughs> like Vortex at Carowinds, one of the last remaining ones for some reason. Real bad. The only stand-up you've been on is Georgia Scorcher. And here, when I say Georgia Scorcher is one of the best stand-ups, when you look at the park lineup, it's like mid-tier. Like it's almost the average of like, Georgia Scorcher isn't bad. But is it better than Daredevil Dive? Is it better than Batman? Is it better than Mindbender? Is it better than is it Twisted Cyclone? Is it better than Goliath? Like, no. <laughs> so, that's just why I'm not enthusiastic about stand-ups. Lots of great news. Lots of great news today. I, I guess Six Flags, I, I was reading an article from Coaster 101 that they've kind of officially put their... Um, season pass prices out and they kind of referenced Six Flags Discovery Kingdom that they are going to be moving to a, like an official annual pass where it starts the month so if I if I were to start in the fall and want to go to the fall events it would re-expire in the fall I guess so you kind of time out you know what I mean like if you wanted to go to holiday in the park somewhere sounds like that's not really going to be a thing but anyway it's going to be an annual pass, and prices have gone up, but they're like similar to like Cedar Fair pricings, maybe even a little bit less. So, interesting to see. They have three tiers, and it's a lot more easier to understand what you're getting. So, the first tier is like your local park and maybe any local water parks that attach to it um, with some blackout days, and that's like 130-something. I'm going off of memory here. I should have wrote this down. Um the second tier is more of a national park. Like you can go to all the parks. Um, and it's a little bit more expensive. I think 170 maybe, something like that. And then the third tier is like if you want some meals paid with it. There's free parking. There's junior passes, which I don't know what those are. I'm guessing 
under a certain age, they're thrown in. So smart if you have kids. It's like, oh, you got to get this high pass for it, this high tier. Um, it's interesting. Go go check it out coaster101.com. They have like a recent article about it if you're interested. Um, you know, I used to work for Six Flags, and I've always had contacts to get like into Six Flags parks for free. I think all those have like cycled out at this point, so I might have to actually look into an annual pass there, which is it's weird to me. I need to go back and work for Six Flags. <laughs> it was a great perk. All right, so we're going to move on to the Scrambler of the Month. And this one takes us to Carowinds on the state line. I'm not sure which state it's in. I actually don't know where in the park this is, um, which kind of tells you the kind of Scrambler it is if I don't remember where it's at, and I've been to the park multiple times. Anyway, the 1973 edition, cleverly named Scrambler, is an Eli, I almost said Eli Young, <laughs> the Eli Young band, Eli Bridge Scrambler. So, you know, quality Scrambler. Previously known as Kaleidoscope, which is a great name for a Scrambler. I don't know why you take away the name Kaleidoscope at all. Um, should have kept that name, so I'm deducting points for that to go to Generic Scrambler from Kaleidoscope because that was a great Scrambler name. Uh then when I looked at the YouTube videos of this, it is basic as hell. I think the kids say, mid, ha, 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 mid. It's like the ultimate diss. It's so mid. This is a mid scrambler. And why it's so mid, you just have a generic red paint job with like the generic Eli Bridge, you know, silver carriages, I guess you'd say. And it's just mid. There is... It, the. The, the ride cycle is normal as hell. The surrounding, there's like a building, and then there's not really nice like landscaping around it or anything. So I'm burying this thing. I'm going to 2.8 out of 10. I think it's just, there's no love for the Scrambler at Carowinds. It's just a ride that exists, and you can do so much. You could paint some sort of thing on the wall of the Scrambler. You could put some better flowers around the Scrambler. You give it a better paint job. There's just so much you could do. Visited Carowinds for the first time this year, but didn't get the Scrambler. See? You probably walked right by it, didn't even see it. It's so basic. It's just there. It's so mid. I hope you're listening, Carowinds. Your, your Scrambler's mid. Take care of that situation. Quit worrying about putting chicken finger stands in. Make your Scrambler better. <laughs> but you got the Enterprise. That's good news. All right, I do have some questions to answer, so if you have any questions you want to ask, put them in the question box. All right, I think this one, it doesn't tell me who the question's from, but I think this was from you on, right, Ryan? All right, what will open first, Aquaman, Tron, or that coaster at Ferrari World? And the coaster at Ferrari World I think you're talking about is that red-looking one that's like coming out of a building and there's a turnaround, and I don't think that thing's ever opening. Um, gosh, that's like longer than flying turns. Hasn't opened yet, I think. Uh, Tron, I don't remember when that is opening. Aquaman, I feel like, will open next year. Because that thing does not look like it's... They're even prioritizing trying to get that open this year. Because um, if it's summer, you would want it for the summer. So I think that's going to be a next spring kind of situation. I'm going to go with Aquaman, mostly because I don't know when Tron's opening. So, I put my money on Aquaman. Aquaman it is. Do you think we'll ever see... Oh, response couldn't be shared. Let's try that again. 
do oh do people who move into neighborhoods with established theme parks have a right to complain i would say no you obviously have a theme park right there there's going to be people screaming constantly now that being said i would love to just live by an amusement park and hear those screams constantly i think that's like my happy place so uh no you don't have a right to to complain you should take in your ambiance of the, the uh situation do you think we'll ever see interlocking loops on a new coaster again i do think that um i actually thought worlds of fun might have an opportunity to do that because you know they were at the rumor out there was they'd be redoing orient express or zambezi zinger and i think that would have been a really cool orient express thing to put in the orient express lot to have the interlocking loops so i think there's going to be a time where that happens i don't know if there's a rush um does look like that coaster is going in the old Zambezi Zinger lot. So, probably not interlocking loops there. But, could there be? If Tron's not open by November, I'm going to scream. <laughs> so, maybe Tron will be first. Alright, the new B&M concept, concept for Knott's Berry Farm sucks. That is all. Uh, yeah, I mean, the original concept, I think we all knew deep down that that wasn't going to be a thing. I I don't think... Everybody always talks about Knott's getting a Giga. I don't think it needs a Giga. I really don't. I think uh, this new concept is more of a better fit for that park. Like, even if it's not a hyper coaster, if it's like a mini hyper, I think that's perfect for that park. You just need something that moves people they're limited in space i think it's a better use of money a better use of their space and what they're the people that go to knots need if they need the 400 foot coaster or 300 foot coaster go to magic mountain that's what they are knots is not that park and as coaster enthusiasts we all want giga coasters everywhere because that's just awesome but i think it makes smart business to like do like the mini hyper b&m there instead yeah, I said it. I know everybody said it was going to be better than Fury, which I think we were setting ourselves up for disappointment there as a community. But, you know, it is what it is. Cannabonium's little brother. That'll be good. Oh, I've got a question. Do you think after the Tilt Toaster, after the Tilt Coaster in Texas open, Bacoma Coasters are going to start booming here in America? I do. I do. And I still think the Tilt Coaster concept, I called it, um, after the Texas announcement, I was like, oh shit, World of Fun. This would be perfect for World of Fun. It would give them another looping coaster. And I think it's probably still kind of cheap in America to get a Vacoma because nobody's bought it yet. And I could see that being a good deal. So I could, I could even see an aero coaster going in next year at World of Fun. And then I think that might start it, but it might not be aero. That's just me thinking that would be cool. How do you do your amusement parks? Clockwise, counterclockwise, eat first, new credits first? That's tough because it depends on the park and it depends on my plan of attack. Like, for instance, I'm going to Kentucky Kingdom this year. I'm just revisiting. I'm only going to ride three rides and get out and maybe found out right before we went live. I might be going to Holiday World and taking advantage of that time change because Holiday World is central. Kentucky Kingdom is Eastern. Get into the park, get my credits there, I'm going over to Holiday World. 
So it depends on the park. I would say my priority, my personal priority is get new credits first um, and re-rides like that are important to me. Like if I go to Cedar Point, I'm not going to run to the new credit first. I might re-ride Maverick first. You know what I mean? So what's most important to me is to get my new credits, which is embarrassing to say out loud. But um, I don't generally have a clockwise or counterclockwise. I do study the maps and think like, okay, if I was a GP, where would I go first? But I usually go for low capacity slash my new credits first, unless there's like a super popular ride. Like Hershey Park, um, Honorary Ride, you're going to have to help me. I don't, I don't fucking know what to do. I want to get my new credits, but I also know Candemonium gets a huge line, which will be a new credit. But I also want to get Sky Rush. I want to re-ride Fahrenheit. I want to re-ride Stormrunner. It's a freaking mess, so I don't even know. It just varies park to park. All right. What country would I love to visit? All countries. But mostly. I really want to get to Europe. I haven't been to Europe yet. Um, so, like, the UK is high on my list. I also have a friend in Germany. Slash, there's awesome parks in Germany. So, but I want to go to France, you know? So maybe those three, but I also got to throw Japan in there. I want to go to Tokyo Disney Sea. So there's just a lot. I need to start planning these trips. Or it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. I got to get on those. Um, if you could design a coaster concept, what would it be? Hmm. Back in the day, I used to say a launch wooden roller coaster and we laughed and then it happened and it didn't work very well. New coaster concept. I'm not creative enough for this question. What would I want to see? Hmm. Let's say new and improved mine coaster. Something that can replace the old era mines when that day comes. What can be like a budget-friendly, smooth, fun experience? That's what I would do. I'm going the family route. Doesn't seem like that's been happening. All right. Do you think Haunted Mansion is better OG or as Nightmare Before Christmas? Probably the OG. I am unfortunately not a Nightmare Before Christmas fan. And to be honest, like the downtime to switch it over to that has burned me in the past. Like I've been to Disneyland, and it's like, shh. Damn it. The ride's down because they're turning it into another ride. And they do that every year. And I don't really like that. Now, I do understand that you have that cool use of you can use this for Halloween and for Christmas. So, like, that's fun. But I don't know that I need the Haunted Mansion to do that. I don't know. Maybe it should just be a temporary ride. I don't know. I'm, I'm conflicted on that. All right, I thought you were supposed to come to Hershey today. Or is it a month from now? It's a month from now, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a month from now. Okay, we might have to, we might have to DM you. <laughs> I'm in Missouri, bro. Um, whoops. Well, have fun at Hershey if you're there. <laughs> okay, uh, if there's one coaster to bring back to life, which one would it be and what park would you put it at? This is always... <laughs> Sorry, I think Ryan's just realizing he took a PTO day on the wrong day. Um, my bad if that was me. I'm going to hit you up. 
<laughs> All right, if there was one coaster to bring back to life, which one would it be and what park would you put it at? Um, this is hard for me because I feel like... Um, God. I feel like most roller coasters that are taken away go away for a reason. Like Dragon's Challenge... It's lifespan. It was ran foot to the floor, pedal to the metal for like over a decade. And they put in a better ride. So I don't really miss Dragon's Challenge. Wait, I miss Dragon's Challenge when it duels. So that is my answer. Um, <laughs> enjoy your Saturday, right? <laughs> oh, God. Um, that's great. But anyway. Um, yeah, I, I guess my answer is Dragon's Challenge because I didn't like Volcano when I wrote it. Catch some flack for that, but it seemed very repetitive and not very fun. Zambi's Zinger could go up there. Oh wait, I gotta put a park, put it, put it in a different park. Oh wait, I love that. Okay, sorry, I was like, I was like still conflicted because I felt bad for Ryan. Um, I would take Dragon's Challenge, and who needs an invert? What's a park without? Let's put it at Holiday World. Dragon's Challenge to Holiday World. Theme it to... 4th of July versus... <laughs> um, Christmas. I know that probably doesn't fit in the park, but whatever. Alright. And uh, so, that's the Q&A. If you have more questions, put it in. I can answer them at the end. But, gotta figure out what I'm up to. What am I doing? I'm saving money for the trip that I'm having in July. Sorry, Onride Ryan. <laughs> uh, thinking heavily about this Pennsylvania trip. Um, lots of parks on the list. We've got Kentucky Kingdom. Right before I hopped on this call, or this this call, hopped on this live, I found out we're adding Holiday World to it. We're going to do a Kentucky Kingdom Holiday World Day. Mostly so my wife can get her gluten-free... Um, <laughs> Her gluten-free funnel cake, which is like her favorite thing about Holiday World. So that's why we're doing it. We'll probably ride Raven. We'll probably ride Legend. We'll probably skip Voyage. Get a little Thunderbird. Ride uh, Gobbler's Getaway. So we're going to sneak it in. Add another part to the list. So that's exciting. Um, and that's literally my one Trek brain. That's like all I'm thinking about until July. Um, what am I riding? I, I rode Time Traveler last. Um, one thing I do want to point out, I don't think I talked about this on the podcast, Time Traveler is, like, unanimous, unanimous, unanimously, <laughs> my f new favorite coaster at Silver Dollar City. I enjoy it more than Outlaw Run now, which is kind of wild. Outlaw Run's still good, it's probably still my second favorite, but Time Traveler is definitely my new number one at that park, so, shout out to that. Um, what am I buying? I'm buying Airbnbs out the ass. Uh, just finished paying for all of my hotel or my Airbnb accommodations for this trip. So like paid an arm and a leg for that, but it's out of the way. So I'm excited for that. Um, what am I learning? I'm learning not to stress about things I can't control. Doing better at that. And it all ties back to this trip. It gives me some perspective. <laughs> Alright, um, what am I watching? I'm watching lots of vlogs for the trips. I'm finding out new 
things about every new park that I feel like I know everything about at this point. But I keep watching more vlogs. So it's fun because I'm discovering like new vloggers that are maybe not like your top tier, but in this mid tier. These vloggers are mid, bro. Um, but they're still a lot of fun to watch, so I've been watching that. Um, what am I avoiding? Setting up a babysitter for my dog for this mega trip. We got to figure out our dog accommodation because that dog can't come. We got too much going on. We can't just keep our dog in the car. Most of these parks don't have dog kennels, which would be nice. We would pay for it. But um, yeah, that's that's what I'm avoiding. What am I playing? Um, we recently discovered Uncooked 2 on the Nintendo Switch and playing a lot of that. Um, addicted, honestly. Not healthy, honestly. Probably what I'll be doing after I get off of this. Honestly. And then what am I eating? Um, I'm eating bigger meals because I'm doing intermittent, intermittent fasting. Trying to lose a couple pounds. You know, tracking my calories for this trip. That's all. Everything I'm doing right now is because of this trip. It's so dumb. Like, I haven't had a good, like a... A hard coaster trip for years so I'm really excited for this and then what am I wishing I'm wishing for good weather on this trip like I really don't want a day to get rained out I realize that's probably gonna happen but I just want good weather that's what I want no rain in July excellent well that was coffee the coaster bro I appreciate you guys tuning in but I do have a dad joke for you all right I'm thinking of reasons to go to Switzerland flag is a big plus that's coffee with customer thanks for tuning in with me this morning guys i do think i'm going to come back to instagram it felt weird i did this over on tiktok for a couple days it just didn't have the same feel to it the same people weren't there and it was like nah i gotta go back to my instagram family for this um i, I think i am gonna go have an after party though i'm gonna go over to tiktok have an after party hang out with the tiktok followers for a little bit maybe get some tunes bumping Maybe get some uh, some Wu-Tang in the background while I talk coasters over there. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. And next week, we will have a show for you. I think Theme Park said announced it on um, our show last week. We're going to talk about our top 10 rides. We're going to talk about our top 10 rides that we've ever had. Not top 10 roller coasters, just like experiences. I think that's going to be a lot of fun for both of us to talk about. Uh, anyway, you guys have a good weekend. Ryan, I hope you enjoy your Saturday off. I'm really sorry that you burned PTO day. <laughs> um, I hope I didn't miscommunicate that. I'll check it. But, um, yeah, I'll talk to you all later. Good, good tuning in with you.